small biz pro and so we grow Using procurement, program and control I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert Buchanan, your small business paramedic. And this, <laughs> this is Women's History Month. This is the last leg of it. We got five, six more days to go, and we're milking every minute of it. So, Crystal. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> that we are, and we're finishing up this month with a really heavy hitter, Miss Karen Blackwell. She is amazing, a business advisor, and you just guys, when you hear her story, uh, she has been passionately working for with small businesses, and uh, when she was in her corporate world, and now in her second act. Uh, so we're very happy to have her. So she'll be here shortly. It's been. We're at the end of March. It's been moving quite rapidly, Gilbert. This year yes. is already on the go. Can you believe that? I know, I know, I know. It's been crazy. Yeah, it was just like last week, it was December, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and now look at that, March. The first quarter is ending already. Unbelievable. The first quarter is ending already. We're, we're heading into the second quarter. And Taxes are going to be due next month in a few, oh, uh, a, week, a week or in three weeks. And then we head on into the summer and it is just like moving at rapid speed. And next thing you know, it's a fall. And before they know, it's Christmas again. That's the end of the year. <laughs> Holy Lord. Yeah, it's like it's like the world is saying, let's hurry up. We got things yeah. to do. And and you're like, but hold up, sold up, hold yeah, up. Yeah, don't have to, do we have stuff. to yeah. do we have to be at rapid speed <laughs> to get there? Unbelievable, man. This this world is moving so quickly, so quickly. You hey, know, Gregory Sneed, how are hey. you, my friend? Hey, Gregory is here. Hey, Greg, how you doing, man? How you doing? Time is marching on, brother. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, yes, it has. The weeks just go so fast. You look up, it's Monday, and then you look up, it's Friday. It's yes, like, wow, yes. it's just it's almost too fast. See, I get confused sometimes, Crystal. Sometimes I get so confused. I don't even know that it's Thursday or Friday. That's part of the reason I've been missing some of your community briefings. <laughs> well, that see, those keep me on track, right? Because I know on Monday I do this show with my friend Javon, uh, the uh, conversations on the patio. So I know that's Monday. Yeah. And then Tuesday, uh, sometimes, yeah. And then, then Tuesday I have uh, Zumba. And then I may have a, and then I have a class on Monday that I teach. Wednesday, I could miss it up. I could miss it. But Thursday is the community briefing. And then Friday is uh, our show. And then Saturday is tennis. That's how I stay on track. <laughs> That's your calendar right there. That's my calendar. Greg, Greg, said, Greg said, sometimes. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Greg, man. Greg said, wait a minute, when was you, when was, he came to the very first one, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> two, year, two years ago, he came uh, the very first one. <laughs> was it that long? <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it was that long. <laughs> I thought it was a few months ago, man. Was it that long? Oh, moly. Two years ago. That's the last time that you popped into the community briefing. Um, first and last, our- actually. And the first and last. <laughs> to, all of, to all of our viewers who are just tuning in right now, this is the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. We're on every Friday from 3 to 4, or we'll extend it to 4.30 if it's interesting. So, Greg, you better make it interesting today. So, <laughs> so uh, if, if, if you guys want to join the show, you want to go to YouTube, and uh, you'll see the little bell there. We'll go to the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert at YouTube, and then you'll see a little scrip- subscription button. You click on that to make sure you get all notification from us and make sure you know what's coming up on the program. We may have goodies that we're giving away. So by you subscribing, you will get notification on that. So that's what it is. And we're also on Facebook, and Crystal will tell you guys how to get in on the program. So Crystal, you want to share with them? <laughs> so you can, uh, yeah, go over to our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button and you will be in tune for whenever we are on air. And Gregory is going to leave us to go to see the NCAA basketball. Man! <laughs> but speaking of, uh, of Women's History Month, Gilbert, did yes. you watch any of the hearing for Judge... Uh, uh, Brown Jackson. Brown, I, I Brown only watch little snippets, man, with those little idiots taking cheap shots at her. It bothers me so much. It, it's unbelievable, man. This whole this whole Congress has become such a joke. You know, they're not serious yeah. about what they're doing. You know, they play these little games. It's like when you're in high school. You know, in your high school, and you do all these little things yeah. to each other. That's what it is. So I'm just so turned off. I'm disenchanted. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. But the lady, I mean, she is that is definitely the example of black excellence, knowing that we have to go that extra distance, extra mile. We have to be able to self-control because we're I read an article this morning that said, you know, when Kavanaugh yelled and screamed and, and looked perturbed with all the questions he was being asked. Yeah. We can't, we can never afford to do that, right? Yeah, because right. we come off as angry, yeah. out of control individuals, and so she held her own. I tell yeah. you, that sister is a bad mama jamma oh, because yeah. I was telling my sister, my own personal sister, last night, I was saying. I would have lost everything. That would have been it. I would have had to pack up and move to another country because I would have cursed them from one side and down that other and back up. There is just no way I could have handled that, especially on day three. They went into triple overdrive on day three. Ted Cruz was yelling at her. He's an idiot. He was screaming at her, asking dumb questions. At one point, they asked her, could she define give them a definition of what a woman was. Yeah, exactly. That was so <laughs> stupid. And I saw that and she just stared at them. <laughs> I love it. She just <laughs> stared at them. She go, 
<laughs> she goes, you don't know what a wo definition of a woman is? Okay, I won't be educating you on that. <laughs> right, exactly. She was like, Greg, we'll see you the next time. She gave you that look. She gave that look, Gilbert. I don't know if your mother ever used to give you that look. Oh, you yeah. Like, when you oh, had yeah. just... You were just at, the, you were crossing over the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, black women and black mamas and black grandmas have a look. And that look says, I dare you to put your toe over that line. I just <laughs> dare you to put your toe over that line. You're going to regret that for the rest of your life. And you see that look and it just makes you straighten up. And you're yeah. like, uh-oh, I think I've, uh-oh, I think. I may have crossed the line. I need to back up, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> start apologizing, back out the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys, those guys are, are ridiculous, man. That, that whole little team right there, they're just like a carnival show, you know? Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're trying, I know what they're trying to do though. They're trying to make her lose her cool. So they can say, see, 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 I told you, you know, and that's what they're trying to do, but it's not working. So yeah, no, she, I mean, come on. She's a circuit. She's a judge. She yeah. knows how to hold her cool in a, yeah. in a courtroom. She's yeah. dope. And it's not the first time she's worked in a all white uh, uh, law firm and, and yeah. just, just being who we are. And especially right. as professionals, it's not easy for us sometimes. And mm -hmm. most, a lot of times, so she knows how to play the game. So she did an excellent job. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. I think this morning I heard that she probably would be, um, um, confirmed. Confirmed. I think there was a Democrat and a Republican. We already had the 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 the, the majority, so she will be confirmed. Uh, but you know, just to take her through that. So that for for I, I know though when she went home, she probably had to have a stiff drink, and she probably had to go into the closet and scream. I hope Michelle Obama had a conversation. Maybe she went to dinner with Michelle, and, I'm sure and they she talk. gave her some I'm extra. Sure, I'm sure they talked. I'm sure they talked. Yeah, because it's it's rough. It, it it was um it was rough. I I was having problems this week. I told um, you, Crystal. Um, at one point, I was thinking of running for political office. Right. Mm. I wanted to become a city council member. Mm. And after seeing all the crap that goes on in L.A. and Alhambra and all of that, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this because they dig up stuff on you, man. Stuff that don't even exist. Yeah. They fabricate and they put it out there. And that's all the, 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 the public wants, you know, like, especially the news media. Mm -hmm. to start plastering it all over the news and then that's your reputation you're smeared forever for life yeah so I yeah said, you know what i'm not gonna do this I'm yeah public office would not be for me i don't have i i love people yeah. but there is a side of me that doesn't have the temperament for that and yeah. so i and i know that and i would actually you know stop enjoying what i do uh, so no, I, I, I fully understand you. Did you see, I'm going to switch subjects just for a few minutes before we bring on our amazing guests. Uh, so, you know, the Royal couple, the Royals went to Jamaica. No. When did you, they come? They went there on a Caribbean tour right now. Right now. Right I now. love it. I and, love and it. And they came into to Belize. Um, and then they came to Jamaica and Jamaican, uh, what are you guys, president or prime minister? Prime minister. Prime minister has yeah. to told them 
that they were filing, they they were applying for Jamaica to become its own republic. They oh, yeah? no longer want to be part of the Commonwealth and be under the 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 thumb of the royals. Uh, I love that. So you guys, you Jamaica is going independent. <laughs> well, we, well, we have been independent since 1962. Uh, we broke away from Britain back then uh, before we kicked we kicked the, the British soldiers' ass. In Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> but there wasn't. But you must have been still part. Were you still part of the Commonwealth? No, we really weren't. I think uh, the other country you mentioned, uh, what, which Brazil, one? Uh, 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 Belize. Uh -huh. Yeah, they probably were a part of that. Oh, okay. So, so that's probably where they were coming from. But yeah, Jamaica has been independent since 1962. Man, we've been we've been doing our thing, and that's why America decided to be such jerks to us and lend us money at like 24, 25 percent under the International Monetary Fund program. Ah. You know, because they're still trying to keep us, you know, enslaved. Mm. So our previous prime minister, Michael Manley, he wanted to establish what they call a Caribbean basin, a Caribbean basin initiative where okay. all the Caribbean nations come together and be self-sustaining where they didn't have to rely on America or England or any of those. But as you know, you know how it is with yeah. our people. We're fighting against crab in the barrel, right? So we're fighting against each other. So we couldn't come to an agreement on that. So that was oh, just okay. a big disappointment. But I like the fact that the royals went. And the reason I like that is the fact that they're breaking away from that old monarchy type uh, operation. You know, like the old mm. school ones, they want to have things done the old way. Right. These younger ones, they're seeing things differently, you know, and that's part of the reason why I embrace these millennials a lot, because they see things differently, they want to approach it, and the same thing with the, the royals right there, you yeah. know, they're going to be, because you remember, you remember, um, um, what's his name there, um, uh, uh, the Markle, Markle's husband, what's his name? Oh, um, um, uh, Harry? Harry. Harry, Harry, Harry. Harry. He went to Africa and all those countries. He and his mom, right? He started with his mom, right? right. They went to Africa. They were helpful to the, the, the people, you know, doing all those things for them. So them going to the Caribbean is like, you know, taking that next level. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, so I love that. That they, when they got there and all of the, they took this tour of the Caribbean kind of in, in honor of the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. Yeah. And they're, they, they are, they were screaming, they, they're calling for slavery reparations. Yeah. And uh, they want to um, accelerate their moves to ditch the Queen as yeah. the head of the state. Yeah. And uh, so that was in Belize, that was in Jamaica, that was Bahamas. So this, this tour has not gone well. <laughs> Because mm -hmm. <laughs> the, the, the islands are going, no, you guys seem to forget that, which is true. They were yeah. the ones that really initiated uh, yeah. the slavery uh, a trade. Yeah. And then it just, you know, so America was not the only place where slaves were. Yeah, they said, Karen says in news is saying that the Jamaica, Jamaica is removing the queen as the head of state. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I, think, I think I know why they're saying that, because we have a governor general and the governor general operates on the 
underneath the the auspices of the queen. So I think yeah, that's so they that yeah, so that he wants to remove. They they all are now wanting to be uh, independent republics, but they want to remove the queen yeah. as the head of state. So because so they've done everything, they've done everything. They got they printed their own money, even though the money is yeah. devalued. They they they've done everything to show independence, except that part. So yeah, so that's, that's the part. Yeah. Yeah. So this didn't go so well. Their little tour is, uh, you know, the world is different. Yeah, we we are we're in a place that one just what we saw last week is yeah. seeing that we can't be equal if we don't talk about what yeah. creates us from not being equal. Yeah, so we yeah. can't keep sweeping the the talk of slavery right. and and the in uh, inequalities underneath the carpet and think yeah. we're going to create some equality we're not right. Right. we have to talk that about way. that right so yeah. i like that the aliens because at one point it seemed like we're the only ones we're talking about slavery here in the yeah. americas yeah but slavery took place in the islands i mean you oh, had yeah. to get there before they got to us well <laughs> it, start, it started there first in the caribbean yeah. because remember when they brought the slaves from africa right mm -hmm. uh, it took them months and mm -hmm. then they would take them to the caribbean you know mm -hmm. they have that they they call it the um, uh the slave trade they have a triangle right you got, right you got jamaica you got uh, i think it's jamaica britain and then america i think that right. was the triangle right there Mm -hmm. So somewhere around there, they had the slave trade triangle, and that's how they started the whole thing. And they were producing sugar and all of that stuff. It was just right. unbelievable. coffee so, and things like that. So yeah, yeah it's, I always say to people, you know, slavery didn't start in America. It you had to get to the islands, to the Caribbean yeah. islands, before they got here. Yeah. Uh, the largest number of slaves were sent to Brazil while the largest number of Africans outside of, of Africa. So, yeah, that's very true. So and with the, that, the, the, I'm going to bring reason... Karen on so she can be included in our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to, we're going to bring Karen in because this is a good conversation and it just, yes. it just speaks to where we are today. So with yes. that, I want you all to welcome Ms. Karen Blackwell. And she is a, is a, is a pleasure to have you, Ms. Blackwell. <laughs> She is well, as always. Thank you, thank you, Gilbert, and thank <laughs> well, you, Crystal. It's welcome it's to the honor, business zone. <laughs> honor to be here on Friday. Yes, <laughs> and and as I've gotten to know Karen, I've met you know met her through Recycling Black Dollars, and I just love talking to her. She and I have some amazing conversations. We That's we true. we don't talk all the time, but when we do, we like talk for an hour or two hours, and we solve the world's problems. <laughs> Well, I can tell you my story with Karen. Uh, when I first came to California, Karen was the person who was responsible for my very first job at the mayor's really? office. I don't know oh. if she remembers that. Of course I remember. Oh, she remembers. Okay. So I went over. She was working over in, in Carson at, uh, I think it was a workforce development office. No, no. I was I was still in the mayor's office at the time, Gilbert. Uh, I was over the Alameda Corridor project. There you go. The Alameda there Corridor. I, there I, I, that, that's my and, history. And I walked into the office and I said, you know, start telling her about you know, all the wonderful things I did. She said, you know, 
I may know of some place that could use your services. I was shocked to hear that because I was expecting to hear a regular no, because all the people I went through, you know, I hear no, no, no. And she said that. I'm going, damn, really? And then, you know, she did her magic, did her little thing. And next thing you know, that's where I was at the mayor's office. So, Karen, <laughs> you are responsible for me being here in California. And I'll never forget that. Never forget that. I'm kind of laughing because I'm sure there's some people who are mad at me for that. Uh-oh. <laughs> you have been a tremendous asset to the entire community. And thank you for your thank you for your service, Gilbert. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. And see, I only knew her when she was at when I met her, she was at Nestle. So I did not know her. Oh, that's when you met her? That's Nestle? when I met her. So I didn't oh, know man, her. Oh man, we go that. way back then. We old school. We <laughs> <laughs> we go way back. Yeah, her fast. Well, that fast. is, you know. Uh, so tell her about was, yourself, Karen. <laughs> well, she says, "Dear, my dear friend was Muhammad Nasruddin. Yeah, yes. you know, the founder of Recycling Black Dollars. Yes. And actually, uh, Muhammad and I, we weren't at the same school at the same time because I was there for summer programs. He was there as a regular student, but." We are both from Philadelphia, and there is a really a, a, an amazing high school called Dobbins High School in Philadelphia, and he was a student there, and I was there for um, algebra, algebra classes, and okay. the teachers were amazing. They were amazing. They were, uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a class that specialized, it was a school that specialized in trades. And mm. the people who went to the, that school, like they did amazingly well. Mm. And the teachers were really, really good teachers. And, you know, so when we met here and, you know, you're connecting the dots and the connect, you know. Oh, wow. Geography. It's a different version of geography. And like you put all the dots together. Then we realized mm. that we had both been at the same high school. And oh, wow. uh, then Muhammad and I. Uh, we went to China together. We took a, a, a delegation. Oh, so you were, part of the, you were part of the Chinese, the China uh, trip. Well, it's a little different than that because I was okay. in the mayor's office and I had the International Trade Initiative for Minority Businesses. So I was the one that organized that. And oh, then Muhammad, okay. right? So Muhammad was part of that uh, that delegation there was a gentleman by the name of Simon Tung who organized organized it to take uh, take us to a conference in China called the Mega City Conference, and it was for cities that had populations in excess of um, 10 million people. And you go, well, you know, how how did Los Angeles fit? Because when you put together the Los Angeles area, yeah, uh, you really do come up with that kind of a population, a mega city population. So yes. Muhammad was there, I was there, Curran Price was there. I mean, it was it was a really it was a real special, really special treat. I have to go back and look at the picture then, because there's a picture that of you guys all there. And I guess I never tied it in that you were part of that. Uh obviously the in, uh, initiated it. And so I see Kern there and I see Muhammad. Now I'm gonna go back and look at that picture. Yeah, I'm uh, the one sitting next to the vice president. I'm like, okay, like you okay. know, I'm 
I'm the one. You're the one. <laughs> I'm the one representing the city of Los Angeles. But you know, maybe that's a great segue into Women's History Month. Yes. We're yeah. overlooked. Yes. We do so much heavy lifting. Yeah. Right, exactly. And yet and when the story's told, we're like an asterisk. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So seldom do we really get the credit for what we do, how we do it. And that's why I think it's important that there is a Women's History Month and that it's an opportunity to be quiet for a minute and to see all of the great things women in Los Angeles and across the country and around the world are doing right. and have done mm -hmm. and the platforms that they're putting forward to make sure incredible things happen for the next generations to come. And well, I think we do it so quietly in the background. We don't always, you know, we're not always doing the rah-rah. This is what we're doing, drawing the attention. We're just doing what we feel is the right thing to do. And uh, that's why we just said at the beginning, we could not have had a better person uh, close out Black uh, Women's History Month than you, Karen. Because I think like, if... Um, the things that you've done, and I, when I, when now that I know all that you've done, I'm just, just an honor to know you. <laughs> her, her it's just so much more. Her footprint is so her embedded is all in the over city. the city, all yeah. over the city and the county. Yeah. And well, one actually, of the I have to tell you that we, while I was in the mayor's office under Mayor Han, not only did we have a minority business delegation that went to China, I only went on one of the delegation tours. We actually had two. Mm -hmm. uh, we took a delegation down to Belize and met with the vice president there and participated in a um, like a trade conference there and had, you know, had meetings, had meetings to talk about business. And then the other place that we took businesses to with a trade mission is to South Africa for an investment conference. Wow. And uh, we took local businesses. There were only three or four businesses that uh, came from the Los Angeles community. And um, I was laughing. Uh, somebody asked me, they, you know, Al Washington, they, do you know? And I was like, oh, of course, you know, <laughs> we went to South Africa together and uh, tried to negotiate a uh, airport at, in Limpopo. So, I mean, there are great businesses here. There's an awful lot of thinking about what needs to be done at not just a local level, but a national level and eventually a global level. And what does that look like? How can that be accomplished? And what are the steps that need to be taken, what's the infrastructure that needs to be in place so that those kinds of things can happen mm. and can happen with success. I mean, I was part of a group that um, took businesses to Cuba. Mm. So we, we went to Cuba. So, I mean, all right, so we went to Cuba, we went to uh, Belize, we went to China, we went to South Africa and each time it was to help local minority-owned businesses see what the real horizon looks like. Because we can get so caught up thinking that the world is Los Angeles or the world mm -hmm. is Los Angeles County, mm -hmm. that we lose sight of the fact that the competition is, in fact, global and that the opportunities are, in fact, global. 
You know, and what I, does it take to get there? I would like to add this that, you know, I worked at the Minority Business Opportunity Committee at the mayor's office. And when I was there and I listened to folks who were there before me, they never did trade missions to foreign countries like that, unless unless I'm missing something. But mm -hmm. Karen became the executive director of that program, and she was very instrumental in in making those things happen, you know, taking small business. And after I left, I was kind of jealous. I'm going, man, I want to be back there to help too, you know, be a part of these trips. But she was phenomenal. And you don't hear much about that. And I'm glad you're talking about it right now, Karen, because <laughs> you accomplished a lot. You accomplished a lot. And, you know, a lot of people don't give you your flowers for that. So I'm giving you your flowers right now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I think the, the issue that we have with Los Angeles and women-owned businesses and is that we really don't have a platform for that story, for there to be uh, continuity, yeah. right? So to do something once, it's good. To do something twice, it's great. Uh, I have been trying to put together different ways to take trade missions, either even, even just as far as Canada, where mm. we could look at ways in which our minority business women would be able to understand what the opportunities are, to be able to partner with other uh, women-owned and non-women-owned businesses yeah. so that we can begin to increase the footprint. The problem is maintaining traction. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. maintaining continuity. And um, it's people being willing, like you said, Gilbert, to put our egos down to be able to get something done. Yes, yes. That's you. that's the hard part about this, this environment because you have to be willing to work in a thankless environment because 90% yes. of the time it will be thank, thankless. People will yeah. take advantage. People will use all the opportunities. Mm -hmm. I mean, for example, you know, I was talking to a young woman who was saying, oh, well, you know, Karen, you know, she's telling me all about the Alameda Corridor. And I was like, you do realize that I was the director of that program. Yeah. <laughs> and you do realize that I was the director of both the small business program, which exceeded all goals and was yeah. the largest public works project like that. You know, yeah. the, the job training piece and the local uh, small business piece. Those were the parts. That was the largest public works project in the country at that time. Yes. Wow. And, you know, there are a lot of scars because people didn't really understand what it what it would take right. to be able to do business at that level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I really do feel that the fact that I was able to finish up at a major corporation, mm -hmm. the, you know, the largest food company in the world, yeah. and to look at how minority-owned businesses needed to understand how to become part of that supply chain. Mm -hmm. It was critical. And here we are again, when times are changing, do not think that opportunity doesn't come from chaos because yeah. it does. Yeah. yeah. And so as we look at what's happening in the Ukraine 
as we look at what's happening in the realignment in in the way in which people are going to be doing business mm-hmm. we have to as minority businesses that aren't startups because this is not the the place for startups to play right mm-hmm. but if you're not a startup you really need to understand what this global realignment is going to mean mm-hmm. right now why do i say that because a year ago, we were dealing with COVID and we thought that that was the thing that was going to upend everything. Mm-hmm. But in a weird way, COVID was like, we're all in this together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we're now in a different type of situation where new lines and new alliances are being drawn in the sand. So mm. what does that mean in terms of doing business? If, and it isn't just related to energy. It's really related to everything because everything is driven by energy. Mm-hmm. So is it an opportunity for a local business to look at how they can expand their footprint by delivering better within this geographic area? And what is, again, I'm known for saying, and what does that mean? Because we can talk nonstop. Mm-hmm. But if we don't really understand the implications of what this means, mm-hmm. what are we doing? Yeah. Let me ask uh, Karen. Um, so obviously, when you were doing that, the trade missions, what has happened that we could we actually do that again, or are well, of we? Of course, we can do it again. Now, okay. I mean, well, we're doing we... it again in times of COVID. But one of the things that I was really excited about doing. It was to be able to use this kind of technology, right? Mm-hmm. Because the whole point of taking trade missions was to go over and meet people. Mm-hmm. Well, now we don't need to go and meet people. We can meet. I mean, at some point, it's always important to to meet in person. Uh-huh. But that initial finding one another, having conversations, all of that can be done now using technology in a way that eliminates the barriers of time and travel. Right. And it just seems to me that we have this incredible opportunity and we're not harvesting it. We have a crop that's been planted and we're just letting it go fallow. Mm. If you know about farming, why would you do that? Right. What do you think a composition of a team that could make this happen should look like, Karen. Because we're going to need players from a lot of different angles to bring them together, right? Well, you know, the first thing you need is a visionary. Right. right. That's so, you. That would right. be you. I'm the, I, I am the visionary. <laughs> yeah. And then we begin to look at, we have to look at the way in which international trade started. Because international trade started in an organic way. What what do I mean by that? Like uh, Sandy and Sue and Frankie were going to go home and their cousins called and said, bring us some blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And they took that there. Mm -hmm. And their friends, their cousins said, you know, we can sell this. Send us some more. And then when they came back, their friends here in the state said, when you come back, bring us blah, blah, blah. 
-hmm. whether it's candy or clothes or something that reminded them of hometown. Mm -hmm. That's the genesis of it. So the first thing that I would think would be helpful if we were going to put together a strategy would be to identify people who have, like you, Gilbert, relationships already in other countries. Right. Right. And yeah. say, Gilbert, is there a chamber of commerce that like we should talk to? Mm -hmm. Can we set up that phone call? Can we find out what their people are looking for and what we're looking for? And just in the beginning, have that kind of a conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So first we look at the people that we know, and there's so many of them that we know who are from other countries and would be happy to help us connect. Right. Right. So yeah. we start like that. And then from there, we look at things like, uh, do you remember uh, the uh, International Office of Trade and Commerce, Bobby Hines? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That yeah. whole office is designed to help American-based businesses export. Yes. But you don't have to just export product. Mm -hmm. You can export intellectual property. Mm -hmm. You can export processes. And so once we begin to find out what what is the desire, how can we have some just easy conversations with people and get to know them? Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I learned uh, that's different almost everywhere else around the world is that almost everywhere else around the world, people want to know you before they do business with you. Yes. Mm. Americans are extremely transactional. Yes. And Americans say, I have this, do you want it? I'm going to sell it to you. You go to other countries and they say, oh, um, let's have a meal. Yeah. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your tell family. Me, tell me about your family. Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. Tell me about like your education. Where did you go on vacation? People want to know you before yes. they invest in the business. Yes. And most Americans, whether they're minority, African American, it doesn't matter. We're not socialized to understand the value of that. Right. So we want to get to the meeting. We want to order the food. Mm -hmm. We want to talk about the deal. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they think that is so rude. You didn't even ask me how my day went. Right, <laughs> right, right. right exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that means that in addition to having people who are interested, we need to reach out within our community and find people who are of that culture, so that they can be the interpreter for us mm -hmm. as to what needs to be done, and how what we have and what we want to present needs to be showcased. So, you know, that it would be a lovely thing to be able to have an international platform mm -hmm. and to be able to take our businesses and help them navigate. I know that it's possible. Uh, when I was at Nestle, there was a, a minority business that was part of our supply chain who went from doing business just here to also doing business in Mexico, that's like the next step. And this was an African-American owned business wow. or led business that they moved into the, the, the market in Mexico. They moved into the market in Brazil. So it is possible. You have to have people who are very, very willing 
to share their expertise. And you have to have people who understand that it's not a transactional process. You really have to have a game plan and you have to play the long game. I think that is so important, Karen, because a lot of our businesses, the mindset that they have is all transactional. They don't think about other things. They don't think about the relationship management aspect of it. They don't think about contract management aspect of it. It's all transactional where you do transactional business and then then what? You know, what what's next? What do you do next? You know, how do you nurture and maintain that relationship? So I think you're on to something here, and I really do think we should foster this. You know, we should do something about it. I'm willing, ready, and able. Just <laughs> you know, and I know my co-host Crystal is too. So. Well, I have a uh, a, a, fr- a friend and a call a friend and a client. Um he, I met him about 20 years ago. Uh, we worked in the dot-com industry. I was at this dot-com that was just starting up and they brought him in because he had a lot of ties into the entertainment and sports industry. So he always had a global mindset. His wife mm-hmm. is from South Africa. She's a really good, good friend of mine. He at one point actually owned a club in South Africa. His dad uh, uh, traveled to South Africa and also had businesses there. So he is doing business. He's getting ready to. Uh, I'm, we're, we're, I'm working with him right now. Where uh, he's uh, trading on the penny stocks, but we're getting ready uh, to gear up so that um, um, he, he's going to be trading on the Nasdaq. And so we're all going to go to New York and ring the bell. So we're we're working hard at that right now. But the companies that are under his pub, which will be under the public, the companies. Um, a public uh, banner is a company in Kenya. Uh, they have a technology company, uh, cell phones uh, in Kenya. He's built relationships there in Ghana. Um, he has a, there's a gold mine that he has. So he has gone out and made all of these relationships. He's in Dubai. He, they have a, he has an office in Dubai. So he's always thought big like that. And, yeah. and I always say to client to to our small businesses, like you guys are thinking so small, you're thinking like next door, yeah. and, and because of the internet, um, even during the pandemic, um, he was interacting online and so forth. Now he's traveling. He he is in Dubai probably every other month, um, and he's been in Kenya and all over the all over the all over the globe actually. Um, and I think you're. I think when we look at our businesses, we could eliminate some of the challenges and barriers that we have if we were doing business outside of this country. Yeah, that's true. I think so. I think that's an excellent point, Crystal and Gilbert, and uh, trying to tie it again back to Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. That uh, the in in other parts of the world. The economic development of other parts of the other parts of the world are really critically dependent on women becoming uh, entrepreneurs in those environments and growing yeah. their businesses. Yeah. So I, I had uh, someone that I knew here again that I met in the mayor's office, who went to uh, Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Ivory Coast, mm-hmm. Cote d'Ivoire, mm-hmm. and had set up. A mall. I was like, you build a mall? Like, how did you build a mall? You know, that just seems so amazing. And then you know what I found out? 
that that mall that was doing really well mm -hmm. was what we would consider a swap meet. Oh. And women were able to bring their things that they were making mm -hmm. and sell them at a table. Mm. Now, we think like, oh, you know, uh, a mall, a brick and mortar, and I got to have insurance. For many people in the world, we do not value, we do undervalue what Black Americans know how to do in the yeah. United States. Yeah. Mm -hmm. remember, remember back in slavery, that's exactly how it got started. People would come together in the village square. They'll This person will bring some goats. That person will bring a table, oh. cloth. And they, they, they exchange, they traded in a marketplace. Mm -hmm. Same thing, same thing. So we yes. need to go back to that philosophy. Well, yeah, I think what you're absolutely right. And when you look at many, uh, many banks and foundations have established microloan programs around for women in mm -hmm. these other countries, because what do women do when they get the money? Women, when they get the money, pay for the education of their children, they feed the children, mm -hmm. they clothe the children, mm -hmm. they generally put it back into, it could be farming or crafts. That's what they do with the money. Mm -hmm. What do they need? They need additional marketplaces. Yes. They need yes. people who can help them export. Yeah. What do they need from us? All of the know-how that mm -hmm. we have but we have to be humble when we bring that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can't be the one saying, well, let me tell you how to do it and you're doing it all wrong. And da, da, da. No. You don't know what you're doing. Right? We have to understand what is it. Uh, one of my God sisters takes a group of artists to Senegal every year. Oh, wow. And they, they go so that they can learn the way in which color, the way in which art is integrated into everyday life in Senegal and how that becomes part of the, the economy. Because again, we have African-American artists and artists of color who are marginalized because they don't know how to integrate what they're doing into society. How do you mm -hmm. do it? And if you go to other countries and you see what they're doing, you say, oh, oh, I, I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. So it's really being able to connect with the right people, go with the right intention, be willing to share, and be willing to learn, and have patience. Yeah. So when you ask me who is it that we need on a team, mm -hmm. it's not the who so much as it's going to be what are the skills, what is the way of working mm -hmm. that people that we know would be willing to invest. And it doesn't, I don't think it has to be done in like, you know, just a goodwill versus, I mean, I think that it, this is all about commerce. Yeah. yeah. But commerce is not bad when we understand that there's value on both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. It only becomes difficult when it's exploitation. Yeah. 
women who are, you know, and children that are making items for three cents that are then sold in Neiman Marcus for $40. Mm -hmm. That's exploitation. So how do we begin to work with these people? Maybe, and because it's Women's History Month, maybe we want to look at women, women women-owned businesses and these, these organizations that are being set up all around the world. Mm-hmm. All around the world. I went to a, a co-op that was uh, in, in Vietnam that had all of the, uh, you know, small, but they were crafts that were created by women because, you know, everybody in Vietnam doesn't live in the big cities. You know, there's right. some small villages and right. those small villages still need to have economic uh, incentives. So mm-hmm. all I wanted to say is that, you know, Maybe the people that we were hoping for, you know, it's really us. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So, at what time and when are we going to answer the call? And um, I'm hoping for newer people because, you know, I'm fresh ideas. I I like the idea, (laughs) like you're saying, women in, you know, and especially in Africa and places like that, they don't have, and and when we first started the business zone, when I would boost out the the show, uh, Karen, we would get a lot of traction from Africa. We still Uh do. We we get a lot of people, especially young uh, Africans that are entrepreneurs that are looking to start their business, but they don't have the educational or the technical assistance that we have here. I would love to teach in Africa. I would love to teach women how to be and, 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 and take the information and the resources that we have to them. I was watching a documentary recently and it was, uh, um, and I'm, I'm not sure if it was in Kenya or Ghana. It may have been in Ghana, but there was a village where, you know, the men are very uh, patriarchal, right? And, and very domineering. And so um, the women had just really pretty much got fed up with the whole thing. And so they became warriors in their own right. And they left the husbands because they didn't like the abusive uh, relationships that they had and they went to a new village that's all women and the, and they're making jewelry and selling it to the tourists and that's how they're feeding themselves they're now taking care of themselves they allow men in in order to have children because they want to be able to continue to procreate but they can't come there with their macho stuff they <laughs> but they <laughs> and it was and this is a documentary so this is really happening and the women wanted to take control of their lives they didn't want anyone telling them what to do with their bodies telling them who they could marry uh being mistreated and so now they make these beautiful jewelry, uh, bead, beaded jewelry and collars and so forth, and they sell them um, to the tourists that come. And so every now and then they'll 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 uh, have a tourist that come in. Maybe they have a store or some sort of low retail uh, 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 business here in America or around the country, and then they create this trade between the two of them. They produce the, the products and then they sell them, and then they and get- help sell it. I, I think that's wonderful. And uh, two years ago, I mean, this is the call is universal. The call is global. Yeah, I, I was so lucky. I, I traveled with a friend of mine here mm-hmm. who has created the International Samba Congress. Oh, and she invited me and I, I went with her to uh, to Brazil. And, mm-hmm. you know, we went to Carnival. Well, Carnival 
Carnival is an enterprise, mm. right? It's, yeah, we go and we, we see it and we think it's like, you know, a parade. It is an enterprise. It is, it is it so is. much, there's so much commerce that's involved yeah. in it. Yeah. But I also had an opportunity to go to the favelas, mm. right? And to talk with women who are in the favelas who are again looking for a better way for their children. Mm. And it's some places, and like you said, the documentary where the women have said, you know, enough and they've left the men. But in other places, you know, there still is more of a, a willingness mm -hmm. to work together. Yeah. We just have to find out who we can touch initially, yeah. how we can help share the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we're really talking about is the African diaspora. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yes, the ships stopped first in the Caribbean. The majority of the slaves, of the enslaved people, were mm -hmm. sent to Brazil. Mm -hmm. The numbers in the United States going into South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, is the smallest number. Mm. of enslaved people. Mm -hmm. We're the smallest number. Yes. We're lucky in that our history is such that we were able to demand our rights and get to the point of having the economic development that we have now. Mm -hmm. But we also realize, again, that if that's the diaspora, then that means those are my cousins. Right. Exactly. Those are all my cousins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How are we going to get past the artificial boundaries that have been constructed since then, whether it's language or culture? Mm -hmm. And how can we begin to improve our lives, which is what Recycling Black Dollars was all about, is exactly. what the business zone is all about. Mm -hmm. And I know that we weren't really supposed to take an international tour this afternoon that was not your intent <laughs> but we we let this we let the show flow the way well, it's supposed to flow we, we don't control we, we it were, we were open because we know you come with a i don't want to say a basket full of knowledge but you come with a well full of knowledge so we wanted to go wherever you wanted to go because there's still so much that we need to learn from Karen Blackwell, who has all these resources. And here's the thing, Crystal. She's very knowledgeable, but she's calm. You, 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 remember, we talk, you remember we talk on the show about speak softly, but carry a big stick? That's uh -huh. her. That's her right there. She she has all this knowledge, you know, but she doesn't. She doesn't come out and ruffle feather or step on anyone's throat. She just calmly, you and, know. And when she delivers yeah, it to you, that's why I love talking to Karen. Because when I come away, I have so many things going yes, on in my head. Because yes. she really, she really ignites the 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 the, uh, the, the ideas in your head and the possibilities. Yes. I think because every time I finish talking to you, Karen, we will talk for an hour. And yeah. when we come away, we've had these profound conversations. Yeah about business and, and you know 
and and this is another one of those and i just love talking to you and you do right. do it in a very soft voice and, yeah. <laughs> and it's just and, like let me just absorb the information but i like you know um years ago i asked gilbert this and i think i've i uh, we had al washington on the show in, mm. in the early days in the first i think in our second year and i wanted to know why is it we're trying to make everything happen with a country that really doesn't want us, right? Yeah, they want to yeah. stop us at every at every gate that they can stop. Yeah. Why is it we can't kind of shift and look from where we came yeah. and starting with the uh, Caribbean and moving on to the African diaspora, yeah. why are we not doing business in that direction instead of trying to make stuff happen in and here? Right. Well, let me say two things. Number one, it's not that America doesn't want us. Okay. That's not true. America, we are America's conscience. Mm -hmm. We raised America's children. Mm -hmm. We built America's buildings. We cooked and all the food that they ate until like, you know, 20 years ago. Any restaurant you went in, it was black people in the restaurant. Uh, what the problem is here is us getting compensated for our knowledge, experience, and talents. Yes. Okay. What we don't recognize is that the first people we should be doing business with is one another. No, yes. ourselves. Yeah. That's where the disposable income is. Mm -hmm. That's where the opportunity to flourish is. Mm -hmm. That's where we don't have barriers around around currency or borders or treaties. And we undervalue our own worth. Mm -hmm. And until we really sit down and come to grips with that, and understand that even if we just did business with one another, like if you could roll the clock back, but only part of it, right? Mm -hmm. You can take all of the knowledge that we've gained because we've worked in corporate America, we've worked in banking, we've worked in all the institutions in the world, all of them now. We, mm -hmm. we, have, we have made it to the top of every type of organization. There is no knowledge. There mm -hmm. is nothing in the United States that you can't find a black person who's not an expert. It true. is impossible. That's right. true. So if we just got that and harnessed that, mm -hmm. we would be the winners that everybody else knows that we are. And that's why they're like, what are you guys doing? Mm. You have everything. Why yeah. don't you use it? Yeah. And we don't use it because we have been psychologically impeded mm -hmm. right right how do you think how do you think we can break that uh stigma and begin that conversation begin that process how do you think we can do that well we're doing it the fact that you guys have this show this mm -hmm. platform is invaluable the mm -hmm. fact that recycling black dollars has been around every bit of 20 years now and, you know, has a history. The mm -hmm. 
the mm-hmm. fact that you guys are business coaches mm-hmm. at organizations like Vermont Slauson and the Urban League, where mm-hmm. we're able to cascade this information. Yeah, It's not that we're not doing it. It's not that we have to start doing it. Mm-hmm. We are doing it and we need to lift ourselves up and one another for the hard work that's being done. Mm. I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. Thank you so much. Now, so- now, Crystal, now you see why we need this village leader <laughs> in our midst to help uh, formulate this, uh, you know, the, this approach, the strategy that we're trying to do. We, it, it's she, interesting. She has a wealth of knowledge. A very, she, you know, this morning, Karen, I um, an opportunity presented itself. Um, uh, the um, um, what, what's, I was at a middle school this morning um, mm. and I was asked to participate in career day at uh, uh, Audubon. Oh, yeah. And okay. so I went over um, and it, uh, the kids were absolutely awesome. But I went over to talk to them about uh, business development and entrepreneurship and and uh, the biz camp that I do with their You do a great job with the biz camp, Crystal. <laughs> yeah, yeah she you. does. She does. <laughs> so I went in and the kids, they were just little shiny faces. And so um, I was asking one kid, you know, I was asking them what businesses had they thought about going into business. And so one wanted to open a car dealership and the other one wants, uh, he wants to be a barber with his own, uh, uh, uh barbershop. And we were talking about, and the teacher actually happened to be a retired uh, hairstylist. So I was telling them about recycling black dollars, or I mentioned that I was the co-director. And so the teacher's like, oh my God, tell them, explain to them what that means and why that's so important. And so I, you know, I told them, you know, the, the Gilbert loves this, how many, how many times the dollar recycles in other communities, right? Yeah. And so, of course, I asked the kids, I said, so after I told them about Asians and uh, limited uh, recycling okay. in white communities and Hispanic communities. I said, so what do you think? Uh, how, how, how long do you think the dollar lasts in the black community? So one little boy says, Oh, what? Uh, maybe if that, if that's 14 times, maybe our stay in six times. Wow. Or, and I said, no, how about six hours? And he went, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how can that yeah. be? <laughs> yeah. So when I went to explain what that looks like, he went, oh, my God. And I told him, I said, so when you come into my class and you spend that month with me, you're going to come out woke when you come yeah. out. Because yeah. I'm going to be talking about this. Not mm-hmm. that I, you're, we can't spend dollars in other communities, but we need to make us a priority. And yeah. I'm going to help steer you in the direction of how important it is for you to make your community a priority and make mm-hmm. sure your dollar turnover. And and their little faces just lit up. And I, so yeah. I said, so how many of you are joining me this summer? All of their hands went up. <laughs> They're like, I want to come, I want to come. And so all three classes that I, I spoke in, it was the same reaction to them. Um, and, and that's where, for me, that's where the magic happens with those little people. Uh, because the, we can't change all of our adults. They're set in their ways but we can redirect and change our children's minds. Mm-hmm. Right. And for many of our adults, Crystal, you're you're right. But I also feel like again, just going back to to, you know, black women and men, mm-hmm. 
What are the things that we hear the most? No, stop and wait. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Wait, you're not ready. Stop, mm -hmm. you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. No, that's not for you. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you're looking at people who've had to fight against that mm -hmm. for 40 years, then you understand why they need special handling. Yeah. They need somebody who's really going to listen to them and not from a position of, let me tell you how you're wrong. Mm -hmm. yeah. They need more of, let me hear you as to how you're being successful and now what can we do to increase that? So yeah. here's my story because I know it's probably time for us to leave, but I just wanted to tell you that, okay, this is not a woman's story, but it is a story of a successful business for me. Okay. For me successful. And uh, this company is called Little Kittle Candleline, K Little Kittle Candleline. And when I first talked to the gentleman, he was like, everybody loves my candles. I think I might've told you this story, Crystal. Yeah, maybe, And yeah. I said, well, you know, why, why do you say that? And he says, well, because I get a lot of likes. And I was <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so now how can we turn that into like commerce, right? Because mm -hmm. likes are good, but mm -hmm. you can't go to the market with likes. Yeah. Right. You can't buy your dinner with likes. Can't take it to the bank. So we talked about sales and what it takes to get sales. And he, you know, is really a creative person and a creative person who has been marginalized mm. by the greater society, right? And so now he has an opportunity to do what he likes doing, do it well. He sent me pictures of where he is now because he has taken his candle line and he's doing pop-ups, He's, he has taken it to the point where he's doing uh, candle events. Oh. And so in March of last year when we met and he had likes, okay, to where we are now, and he's averaging now, you know, and it's not groundbreaking, but he's averaging now, you know, north of $4,000 a month. Oh, that's so he went from good. nothing to now being at about, you know, $48,000 a year. But the most important thing is what I learned from him was to listen to what his passion, what mm -hmm. he wanted to do. Yeah. And instead of telling him how that won't work, yeah, which is what most of we, that's what most of our business owners hear. Yeah. yeah. Right. I've really tried to listen to what he wants to do and say, well, okay, if it looks like that, then what would be a smart goal around that? How can we, what's measurable? How can we execute against that? How will we know that you are successful with it? And that's what he's been able to do. He's an incredible photographer. I would have never known. He's taking pictures of his own work. He's mm. going to be able to put that on his website. And I, and I bring that up to say that, again, we're incredibly thoughtful community. Mm -hmm. We're very, very, actually, we try to be hard, but we're not. We're very, very, very like sentimental and mm -hmm. emotional and all of these things that are kind of twisted and used against us. But mm -hmm. when we are able to harness the power of the passion, mm -hmm. of the caring, of the stick to of the willingness to succeed, we are able to take our 
our business owners and help put them on paths that are more successful. Mm. People seek success. Mm -hmm. They're not doing things because they want to be a they want to be a failure. No, getting up every day and going out there because they want to lose money. They just need guidance and how to do it better. Yeah, how to be more profitable. How to eliminate waste. Mm -hmm. How to get out of their own head so that they're not blocking their own blessing and move forward. I, and I think we should celebrate those. I would love to have that young man on, on the business zone so that he we could celebrate his accomplishments. When you yes. hear those wonderful stories, that's mm -hmm. what warms our hearts as coaches mm -hmm. and advisors, right? Yes. It's because we see that they've taken the information that we provided for them and they've implemented it and you actually see some matrix you see the outcome of that yeah. right and and you watch that i had a, a a young man he was a client i think he came to me through the uh, urban league actually and this guy had been incarcerated for a great deal 20 years of his life uh, mm -hmm. but one of the things he came out of jail with he and he tells you the story he came out with a business plan and where he went into jail during the crack era and he was, you know, the one uh, mixing up everything. So now he said, hey, I can use those same skills, but legally and I can put together. And so he creates this very organic, holistic shea butter. And so he used his, you know, when they come out of prison, they, they get like general relief. So his couple hundred dollars a month. And he took that couple of hundred dollars and parlayed it into his business to buy his jars, his, his raw right. materials. So today he went from drive, riding the bus to buying a car, to living in his own place uh, instead of one room or a halfway house to his own apartment. He, he, cre he said he created his business for his daughter because he had missed all of her, her, her childhood. And now she was in her 20s and she was going on uh, to get her degree. So they're now working the business together. He used That's to go- fantastic. Is that awesome? He would yeah. set up his little table outside of M&M on Broadway. Yeah. And that's where he sold his products. And so today, <clears throat> He's got a retail, he's, he's a virtual store and he's selling uh, virtually. And I am so proud of him. And whenever I go to talk to kids, uh, especially when we were doing live, I would take him because he would tell children, especially if they're high schoolers in, I think I took him over to Dorsey and had him speak to the kids. He let them see that that life is not glamorous. This is what you miss out on. He said, when I went, he tells us the story. When I went to prison, they were pagers. When I came out, they were iPhones. <laughs> wow. That's said, true. Right. So you don't want to lose life like that. Yeah. You don't want to mm -hmm. lose because now I'm trying to catch up mm -hmm. when you guys have been active. So you don't want to take yourself out of commission. He's yeah. amazing. But those are the stories that drive me to do what I do because yeah. I love it when I have success stories. Um, whether they're adults or their kids. And I'm sure, I'm for sure, Karen, I know you feel that way because I've heard you talk about so many of your the success stories uh, for the uh, clients that you've uh, worked with. Um, and I, you're right. We do, our community needs special handling 
And, and I remember when I would go to the, the capital, the raised capital meetings that all the banks would have, right? And I would see this whole panel of bankers and they go into, you know, we have all this money out there and they're talking about all these great opportunities and all you have to do is X, Y, and Z. And then they'd come to, but then you need, and as they started doing the tick off list, the check off list, the faces would go from to, oh my God. And then the heads were dropped down. The eyes were overcast. And I, and I asked, I remember asking Byron Reed, I said, Byron, do you guys ever survey the audience and see what happens when you guys come in and they're all excited? And then by the time they walk out, their shows are all hunched over like you've again told them no again. No, and they haven't again. even applied for anything. Right. Right. <laughs> and he says, no, I never have. I said, next time you guys do one of these capital meetings, take a gander over the audience and watch what happens when you guys get to the not maybe we can sit down and work around that. Your is hardball, credit, da, 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 the five C's, right? No in-between, no, well, how right. do you overcome that? Yeah. <laughs> and it starts with, no, you don't have it. <laughs> Stop asking <laughs> and wait until I tell you, you can do it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Who wants it? And, and that's, just, that's just the gatekeeper. Once you get it to the underwriter is another set of those no's you're dealing with. So it is unbelievable. And Crystal, I think it's so amazing what he said, that he never observed that before. How can you not observe? You know, part of management and leadership is observation. That's a big part of it. So when you're interfacing with people, you're interfacing with your clients, you observe them, especially when you share information with them. Right. You observe how they take that, how they process it, and how they respond to it. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it is absolutely amazing. But I, but and, and in the beginning, uh, during the pandemic, when people, we were begging people to apply for the uh, PPP and we were begging them to apply for the IDOL, the reason they weren't doing it is because they didn't want to be told no. Exactly. Because that's yeah. what they've been used to. You it's know, hard. It, rejection is hard. Yeah. It, is. <laughs> it is. I mean, Crystal, you and I, I mean, we've we've decided not to apply for certain programs just primarily because of those things, you know, going, hey, we're not gonna deal with this rejection, then we get a big old blemish on our credit report. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're not gonna do that. And many of the small businesses they felt the same way. And that's why we got to find these different opportunities, these different ways of doing it. And part of what we're doing in this program, which, you know, part of what I started at the Urban League is, you know, the grant readiness, the business readiness, the loan readiness is to start putting them in contract readiness, is to put them in that position where they can start building their infrastructure and, you know, key items that they need in order to get from one level to the next where they can receive that kind of assistance and support you know and and throughout that whole process getting that technical assistance getting that technical support that's what we got to do that's what we got to do and and all three of us here are very passionate about that you know so we just want to keep we want to keep telling those things we want to keep advocating for our people that way yeah so May I just say that if I were going to say, uh, if I were going to look at what 
what the opportunity would be in two areas. One would be increasing the amount of business that we do with one another. Mm -hmm. And it would be opening the dialogue uh, to the African diaspora, mm -hmm. looking at uh, the opportunities for international trade. Yes. I, I like that idea. I, yeah. I, I I would definitely be on board with that. I think there's so many more. There are a lot of opportunities, uh, new territory. It's just remember, like, Crystal, we've been talking about this for three, four years now. Remember yeah. when we first yeah. had Al Washington on the program? And, you know, because to me, that's like fertile soil there. There's, there's, there's fertile opportunities for us to really take advantage of. But we're maybe maybe a lot of us don't know how, and that's kind of why Karen, Karen, that's kind of why we're looking to you for some guidance in that area. I mean, you've been you've been in those situations, you've been abroad, you know, you've been in you know leading those programs. So we would love to have your support and your guidance on some of this. What do you well, think? Well, I think that that's I think it would be a wonderful opportunity. Uh, my challenge would be, why don't we start with Jamaica? Yeah. Why don't we start with something that's uh, close, yeah. accessible, mm -hmm. and how could we use this platform that you guys have developed so well yes. to be able to just test the waters and what would yes. that look like? Yes. I love that. I, I think so. We have Jamaica. I have a, my best friend is from Cuba and still mm -hmm. has family in Cuba. Yeah. I have some other mm -hmm. friends that are Belizean and yeah. I have some friends that are Puerto Rican yeah. and, and, and they are part of their, definitely part of their communities. I think we all have a network of individuals that we could just like, how do we do this? How do we make that? I even have, uh, there's a young lady, her and her husband, they're from Senegal. Uh, they have an African dress shop over on Market Street. And her mm -hmm. husband actually goes back every six months in order to buy his fabric. He's a tailor. So he makes all the clothing in the, in their shop. And he goes and buys the, the fabric from Senegal. And then they, they sell it here. Right. And they're amazing people. So, you know, that might be, I, I think that there's, uh, we've come up with some great ideas. Mm -hmm. Like always, we don't want to boil the ocean. We yeah. want to come up with something that we can go with laser-like precision mm -hmm. that can be our beta test, the first yeah. thing out. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I know I put you on the spot, Gilbert, but in the back <laughs> of my mind, I'm thinking we have Marie Keller. Yeah. Yeah. We have Jamaica awareness. Yeah. Yeah, but the the community here is yes. very robust. Mm -hmm. And the business uh acumen right. is really, really very, very high. So right. you would not be by yourself. Well, I'm I'm open and I'm game to this because you know, like I said earlier, we need fertile soil that's untapped to develop these and foster these opportunities. So I'm, I'm game. I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. I, you know. And, and, and then Gloria, I see in the chat, we in the chat that Gloria do said, said her husband is from Senegal. Senegal. You, right. you know, you know, Gloria, she works over, she's uh, one of the uh, counselors advisors over with Vermont Slauson. Oh League. yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Urban Hi, Gloria. <laughs> yeah. So, so we have a network of people yeah. that, um, 
And my friend, uh, Denise Gordon, her husband's from Kenya and she actually, uh, from Ghana, she actually spent about five to six years in, as an SPAC uh, uh, in, um, in Ghana. So right. there's a whole network of people around us that mm-hmm. would be able to open those doors and introduce us to those, to those individuals. Right. And, 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 and it isn't, it isn't one size fits all. Right. You know, like we said, we're, we would have to start. Mm-hmm. We'd have to have a lot of patience. Yeah. We'd have to have some strategic partners who would be. And when I say interpreters, I mean, it's not about the language. It's about the culture. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. that we would not have false starts. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I just know that there are so many people who would be willing to help. And then we have to identify where the monetary opportunities are because yeah. unfortunately a lot of people have treated this as a way to take a trip uh-huh. mm-hmm. but not a way to really do business right mm-hmm. and build so, relationships yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we want to be able to figure that part out now i think we should definitely do that <laughs> Keith hames mentioned blap i don't know what that means bla PP Crystal, do you know what BLAP is? I don't. Keith, are you Keith, there? And you can you tell us, that... to us what BLAP is, because that's perhaps another opportunity, another fertile soil. It, looks like it might be Black Latin Americans, maybe. I'll have to do some research to see yeah, what BLAP means. Yeah, let us mean. know what that is, Keith. Yeah, but I, I I like that idea. I would, like I said, with a platform that we have, yeah. being able to just be able to connect virtually yes. and and to right. you know and be that's the first level. Media is always the first level, yeah. right? <laughs> and well, this, and this media, is... there's education, and because yeah. of the way that we technology now works, we have an exchange yes. of information. Yeah. And remember oh. before, this is the platform that we did not have. And mm-hmm. that would that would uh, prevent us from access to certain opportunities. Now we do have it, Crystal. So yeah. this, this is just phenomenal. And I love a lot of what I'm hearing from Karen, man, because sometimes we need fresh eyes to kind of get us to see oh, some true. things. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving this. This is just phenomenal. This is phenomenal. You've got me energized. I'm <laughs> energized and inspired. <laughs> That's what we want to do. We want to yeah. lift one another up. Yes. We want to encourage. And yeah. then, you know, because we're not going to use the term empower. We don't empower one another because yes. we're all powerful. Yes. Mm-hmm. What we do is support mm-hmm. and encourage. Yes. And provide resources. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I would that that's the part right there is being able to provide resources that we have and possess and making sure we're we're um, bringing that to others. And I love this idea because I this is something I kept I, I've been asking over and over again every year. Every time I get upset with all the racism <laughs> in America, it's like, why can't I do business with somebody else? Right, right. <laughs> But but see, Crystal, this is our sixth year. This is our sixth year anniversary. July will be our sixth year. I think this would be a great platform for us to take next level on the sixth year of us doing this, the business zone. You see what I mean? I think I, I think it's excellent. I think we're international business. Yeah. International yeah. business. International yeah. business. 
and and my friend who's uh uh in in Kenya and Ghana, he is definitely. I'm gonna have him on the show uh, so, uh, shortly. Uh, he definitely can tell you how he's done it. He's always thought that way. Um, when when someone told him he couldn't do it, he did it. <laughs> he is like, you know, he was one of the first black persons that I know that actually even created and and went through the steps to become a public company. I'm going to reach out to all my Jamaican resources, man, and we're going to get this going. Because I think if each and every one of us do some reach out to some outreach to a source or sources, this will really help a lot. Yeah, it's powerful. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. And this is what Marcus Garvey was talking about in the 1800s, remember? When he started out with his newspaper company, then he has right. a shipping company. This is what he was talking about, us reaching out to different nations, different states, and, and build our, our infrastructure companies. So, and it must have been right because they sure went after him. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You see what I'm saying? That's the, And you know what? The one who, <laughs> the person who served him up, someone within his circle snitched on him. Well, that's usually what happens. So, but you somebody know? else is encouraging him to snitch on him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think. But but again, we're global now, so yeah. you can do so many things that not everybody. You're not under anyone's microscope. Um, which is why they even created a cryptocurrency, so that we yeah. can do what we need to do without you trying to stop us from doing it and so yeah. i think this is this so karen we're on board we just have we'll work out the, we have to work out the details but i love that idea i, I think well, what i want to tell you crystal and gilbert is i'm on board all okay. right you guys, you guys have the ability just tell me how to help that's, okay. that's what i'm talking about see we have had so many people on crystal for women's history month and this culmination right here is just so perfect because this is taking us next level right now. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it, Karen. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Last week Love we it. had Michelle Moore Bell. She's celebrating her 40 years in the beauty industry. We had this amazing young lady, her name is Selena Thomas. She is, and I think she was on earlier. She is actually running for city council in Santa Clarita. Yeah. Uh, and she has a, uh, she's the CEO of um, eight, uh, Six Degrees HR Consulting. And amazing young lady. And she's a uh, Black and Filipino. Uh, making her way up in the Santa Clarita area. So we have just been very blessed with some incredible ladies. Yeah. Um, and as I say for Black History Month, Black History mm -hmm. is actually 365 days a year. And so yeah. is Women History, 365 days. So mm -hmm. this will not be the last time that yeah. we are going to celebrate. Uh, yeah. But far as the calendar goes, it's a great way to close out. But next month is... Um, um, is a uh, uh, Black Business Month, at least for, from our Muhammad Nazardine standpoint, it yeah. was Black. It was Black Business Month, yeah. And so uh, for April, so we're going to be celebrating that as well. Uh, we, so we got to strengthen that six hours that the dollar stays in our community. Get it longer. We want to extend that. Yeah. More than six hours. <laughs> yeah. 
We need to adopt the, uh, there's a book called The Jewish Phenomenon and they have yes. 10 principles that they that they function on yeah. uh, for success in their whole entire community. Yes. And we should, adopt, we should adopt that for ours because it's all right. about self. It's all about education. It's mm -hmm. all about family. Yeah. It's all about uh, acquiring portable wealth mm -hmm. um, and understanding how money uh, works. Uh, mm -hmm. That's that fi business financial literacy uh, mm -hmm. being much, much more embracing that so that we can change. I don't know if we'll ever I would like to say we're going to close that wealth gap, but it will be intentional. It, it's right. just not something that's going to happen by itself. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now, we so, will address it. <laughs> we will address it. Right. So, Karen, any parting parting words before we close out? Before you do that, we want to tell everyone you've been tuned into the Business Zone with Christo and Gilbert Buchanan, your small business fermentic. <laughs> and we are so happy that you joined us today. Everyone that's watching, thank you for coming, Gloria and Keith and and uh, I think it was Michael. And Michelle. Michelle, Michelle was there. Uh, and so thank you guys and those of you that are watching on YouTube and uh, uh, the other Facebook. my other Facebook pages. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we're going to Karen's going to give us some parting words and then we're going to close out and let you guys go enjoy your weekend. But you can always go to the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert. There's an archive of six years. I think at this point, Gilbert, we're at 547 or 49 uh, different videos. I love it. I yeah. love it. And you guys can go to YouTube <laughs> if you want to see any of these videos from when we first started, when we had our very first show, you guys can see the videos. Uh, just go to the business zone with Crystal and Gilbert that YouTube there and uh, you will see it. Uh, it's and make sure you hit that little red button and, and yep. subscribe. subscribe. So okay. Miss Karen parting words. Parting words. Well, you know, um, stay safe. Okay. Know that all things are possible. It sounds corny, but love one another. When you see another black person in the street, speak to them. Yes. You know, and always be on the lookout to provide that support. Yeah. Yeah. Because all things are possible. All exactly. things are possible. It, it, exactly. There is a, Guys, isn't she awesome in that quiet voice she has? Just I'm awesome. telling you, man, speak <laughs> softly and carry that big stick. Now, Karen, in Jamaica, we call that your little but your talawa. <laughs> your little but your talawa. That means you speak softly and you carry that big stick. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. And, you know, Gilbert, there's some people I have hit. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. We we have to we have to check them. We have to check them sometimes. You have sometimes. to check them. You know? That's why I told you at the beginning of the show I could not have been Judge Jackson because I don't know. <laughs> I, I would have been wanting to hit some folks with a big. You'd stick. have to take a long trip, though. <laughs> yeah, that'd been it. My career would be over. <laughs> so I, she's a better woman than I am because I wouldn't have been able to take that. <laughs> yeah, yes. I hear you. But she'll so, take care of it now that she's on the Supreme Court. 
So you, you guys, you guys, you can tune in any Friday from three to four or four thirty. If it's interesting, like we have interesting guests like like Karen, then we'll extend it to four thirty. But you know, we'll have you every Friday, three to four. Go to the go to the business zone at YouTube or you could go at Facebook. Make sure you subscribe so you can get the materials, get the information that we have for you. And thank you. We want to thank our very, 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 very special guest, Miss Karen Blackwell, for coming in today, sharing our wisdom. Got me thinking a lot tonight, tomorrow, the next week, the next month, a lot about how I can coordinate these things and make them happen. So thank We're you. We're going to make it happen. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Looking thank forward you. to it. Thank okay. you, Karen, my friend. I, my thank sister, you. thank you so much thank for being you. a guest on the business. Gilbert, zone. my brother, thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much, my sister. You've been there for me, and uh, you just don't know what I owe you. I owe you a lot, <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't know that. That's a great story, Gilbert. You oh, yes, man. Awesome. I'm telling you, man, when I trekked here, she was the first person I saw in a position who could, well, I didn't know she could help me, but she helped me. <laughs> you know, and she didn't even know me. She didn't even know me. And she had that calm demeanor when I met her, that same calm demeanor we're talking about. And she said, let me see what I can do for you. Let me let me make a few phone calls. That's what she said. Let me make a few phone calls. Next thing you know, I'm going to work the next two weeks. You know, going, dang, Karen. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what they reaching back wonderful. down and when you sit in a position of power reaching back down to bring yes. up another that's that's what that's yes. all about right yes. and so many of us don't do that so yeah, yeah we gotta so, send the elevator back down man and that's what she did down. for me yeah because you have so, to be blessed for why you have yeah. to know that there's a reason why you you've been given that opportunity yes right? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. exactly. But you were ready right you were ready yep. you were educated yep. you were willing yep. you were yep. passionate those yeah. are all the things that stand out. Exactly. I was really ready, ready to do this thing. And it yes. was just so amazing. And I was telling, so I don't remember who I was telling, uh, Karen. When I went to the mayor's office, they had the MBDA program through the Department of Commerce, right? And it was pretty stagnant for a lot of years before I got there. So they put me on that task to enroll and register a lot of minority and women-owned businesses in that program. And we exceeded the previous goals 300%, 300%. And the mayor gave me a, 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 a plaque, you know, in recognition of that. I didn't even expect it. Didn't is that expect program it. still going on or in some Oh, the MBA is still there. Yes, it's okay. still there. The previous president uh, did an executive order to, to, to stop it. But this new president reactivated it. And there are 10 agencies who received grants from the MBDA. I think it was in between October and December of last year. Oh, okay. They, they got anywhere from $300,000 to $400,000 to run their program. So, oh, okay. so that's still out there. And there's one of our small businesses in this neighborhood who got 100 grand from the MBDA. Oh, okay. Um, uh, what's her name? What? Her name? Pat, is it Pat Watts? Oh, Pat oh, Watts. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, she, okay. got, 
She got okay. 100 grand for her program. She run that oh, light okay. lighting company, right? Yes, yeah. she does. That's, she does energy audits. Yep, that's she her. Energy audits. That's her. She so she benefited from the program. So we were so excited about that. So yeah, we want to do our, more on our show as well. Back in yes. the early part of the um, when we first started, she was on. She was telling us her journey from Edison. Oh yes. yeah, she yeah she needs to be on this program. Yeah, she 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 was her journey from Edison, and Edison became her client. Yeah, and and, yeah. and, and then she worked as a consultant for Edison. Yeah, yes. yeah. Actually, yes. there are a lot of Edison consultants out there that work for Edison. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Work for Edison. Yes. Yeah, which says a lot for them, right? For yeah. sure, that's important. That's mm -hmm. really important. Put yes. your they're putting their money where they're like you know. Yeah, their mouth, but like where their PR is, yeah, you are actually exactly. putting their money there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that's exactly. really cool. Well, okay, well, exactly. we have to celebrate Miss Pat. I did read that, I did see that on, um, oh, yes, on she, Facebook and LinkedIn. Yeah. I saw anything, I swear, I saw it. Yes, she benefited from the program. So when they were talking about eliminating that program, was that like, no, 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 you know, small businesses need that program, so yeah. All righty then, everyone. Thank you so much, Karen. We're going to close the show, and we so appreciate you. Thank you for closing out Women's History Month with us. It was an <laughs> honor. Thank you. Thank Karen, you. I have a new level of respect for you. <laughs> and you already respected her highly. I already her. respected her. So all this wisdom, man, I'm telling you, she got... Have you written any books yet, Karen? Because we got to get some of this knowledge out there. <laughs> Is that a goal? I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. So I, I, I have, I'm, I'm working on a book and the concept is 90 day strategies to, uh, to scale your business like a boss. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I like okay. that already. Yeah, 90 day, 90 day strategies. And I, I've been the, you know how I operate. So what I've yeah. done is that I wrote it and then I've been doing beta testing with, with some clients. Like, does okay. it work? And yeah. are they really increasing their revenue? Cause yeah. I don't want to tell people you can do this based on an intellectual idea. Yeah. And so one of my clients has been using this and so far we have increased in, in 120 days, we increased their revenue by 40,000. So oh, we're like wow. really, we we That's are so stuff. serious about this. That's good stuff right there. It's good stuff, but again, uh, when you have people who are willing to put the time in, yes, as you can tell somebody anything, it doesn't matter. Yes, it yes. really depends on if it resonates. Yes. and if they're willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. But if they're willing to do do the work, I want to have strategies that produce results. That's yes. right. That's right. That's See, good. Crystal, That's good. she's perfect for the business zone, man. You see that? Yeah. She's well, because perfect. a lot of people just write a book and they don't really know if the if the theories actually work. They just exactly. write the book. I like the yeah. fact that she tested yeah. her. No, MVP. you have to. You have to, man. <laughs> you have to, have to do sure. your feasibility studies and your testing. So I love yeah. it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank well, you guys. And uh, again, see you guys next week, next, next Friday at three on the business zone with Crystal and Gilbert. And we're out. We're out. Thank you. Thank you. As a small biz pro, I saw we roll. Using procurement, program, and control. As a small biz pro, I saw we grow. Using procurement, program, and control. I
I'm a businessman, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. All righty then. 